Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, everybody, you're listening to the Work For It podcast on the Makery Network. I'm Brian House. And I'm Ben Butler. And together we represent the two most important components of the maker world. I work the steel. And I work the wood. And I'm Brian Cohn from B. Cone Knives. I'm a young maker, and I work both. The show's primary focus is business in the workshop. And then we reach out to you on social media with a question every week. We read your answers and then discuss them on the show. Follow our show on any major podcast platform and on Instagram at workforit.podcast. Or you can support us for as little as $1 a month on patreon.com forward slash workforit. Let's get on with the show. Do it, do it. Do it, do it. Yes, right, sir. Let's go. Work for it podcast right here on the Makery Network. Welcome to your hour and a half of crazy business workshop talk. I'm joined, as always, with my two favorite podcasting people, Mr. Benjamin Butler and Brian Cohn of B. Cone Knives. How you guys doing? What up, doing? guys? Fantastic. What is- going on it's a great day it's a good day ben you sound like you just got out of like the laboratory and you're 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 like listen uh, i may have inhaled some of this weird chemical that i was manufacturing in my my studio you weren't supposed to smoke that stuff Whoa. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, listen, real quick, I want to dive right in because Do I it. teased this a couple of days yeah. ago. But the so I I've had in my mind floating around this concept of a marking knife, kind of an all around shop scalpel shop sort of um box yeah. cutter all utility <laughs> knife and i wanted to make it out of some really durable material and mm-hmm. so uh yesterday uh it, okay so we just had like this major weather event here which was a tropical storm which really yeah. wasn't that major okay so you, in terms of people who live in florida unless it's like a cat three or a cat four <laughs> and right, it's it making seems, yeah. a direct <clears throat> landfall right where you are you're not going to really be affected too much by yeah, the, anything less than that. The house family so, was not phased by that little pussy storm going by. Listen, no. <laughs> I, that, that entire look. Here's what happens: it gives us all an excuse to not work and like drink and like hang out. Hey. We, we call them hurricane parties. You know, we do that kind of thing and watch the storms go by because really, you shouldn't be out driving in it. It's kind of yeah. like a snowstorm. It's like the equivalent sure. of a snowstorm. So yesterday I had all this time. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be shooting any footage for the YouTube channel or Instagram because you can't really. I work in a, under a metal roof and with the rain and the wind, <laughs> yeah. you just can't hear anything. So I decided to prototype the work for it shop scalpel. OK, yes, this sir. is what I'm going to call it. And and the reason is, is because. Typically, a marking knife. Someone mentioned to me, and I and I didn't even think about this, 
But uh, <laughs> what the heck was that? Ben, Ben's blowing some shit up over there. So somebody <laughs> somebody said if you gonna if you're gonna your phone is blowing up. Turn, turn good. it down. We're turn muted. It down. All right. And um, yep. they were like, you know, if it's a traditional marking knife, it would only have a bevel on one side so that mm-hmm. the, yeah. you know, the knife would ride along a straight edge on the yeah. flat side. So uh, and I, that's not typically what I want this thing to be. I really want right. it to be kind of like an all around shop yeah. knife that you would keep. If you go, I, I don't know how many times a day I grab my box limited. cutter, but you guys must grab your box cutters and not different knives like almost every day, right? Yeah. Like you're cutting things Absolutely. open. Well, I grab my B cone uh, uh, shop <laughs> scalpel, but yes, um, sir. But I, but I think you're right. You know, if if you have a single bevel on it, it it's not that it's necessarily limited in some way, you know, because you could still use a single bevel knife that cut freaking cardboard boxes. But sure, yeah. Um, but here's the problem with that single bevel: if you, if you're putting it up against something, it's really good to get up like to mark across yeah. an edge. But if you're trying to cut a straight line without anything to cut it's against, a pain in the it ass. just completely you know slips <clears throat> to the right or the left depending on which bevel it is. So you yeah, are right. You yeah. are right. Yeah, yeah. But you're right, Brian. I I grab. You know, for well, I have the Jocko whatever maker knife, yeah, and uh, that's typically what I carry, and I love it because it's a disposable blade. But the only yes. reason I love that it's a disposable blade is because I don't have a super durable knife, you know, that doesn't need sharpening every other freaking day, you know. So yeah, I think so, yeah, targeting that end is good. So you're saying you need a really durable shop knife, huh? I wonder I what's coming one. down the pike. <laughs> and I'm finally well, getting it together. I've been using. I don't it know if you've hand. ever heard of of A2 tool steel. So it, it's a very durable, tough steel, and they, they they use it to make all kinds of tooling. Hence the name, tool steel. Mm-hmm. But uh, that I've got a whole bunch of this. And I got it like really inexpensively and it's been kind of like hanging out in my shop in big sheets. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what, this would be the perfect material to make these little knives out of. And what a better way to also include our audience in assisting us in buying new podcasting equipment because we want to buy a roadcaster. We want to buy some new microphones and headphones and other things that will make our podcast Sound, look, and in and be more sort of uh, brought into the future. Like, you know, sound effects. Brian would be able to do sound effects and cut in, like, say, clips of YouTube videos and things like that. If we had these there devices, we, we would be able to do these things. Yeah. These things are all very expensive. So, like, to give you a frame it's of amazing. reference, I think we need, like, about a 1000 bucks, maybe yeah. more, to kind of bring us up into the 21st century. Mm-hmm. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to make 10 of these. Actually, we're going to make 14 of these knives. There's going to be 10 that are going to go go up for sale. And I teased it yesterday, and I think I have almost half of them sold already. So yeah, <laughs> uh, people talk are like, Pickle, well, how much to, are those? I'm like, <laughs> talk to Tobin. He's been having a lot of luck with uh, auctions, he tells us. Yeah, I auctions are definitely a cool way to go. I've just I've never done an auction. So I, I just know. thought, you know what? Yeah. Why not throw a hundred bucks a pop on these things? Yeah. And then have all of us 
you, me, and uh, uh, you, myself, Ben, and Brian all will have a hand in on the actual manufacturing Mm -hmm. of it, whether it be uh, maybe like a little leather pouch. I was thinking, Ben, you could maybe make little leather sleeves for them. Um, And Brian, you know, my the first iteration of this, it looks really a lot like a scalpel. The Mm -hmm. second iteration, which I shared with Brian this morning, it's less scalpely and more kind of like a utility knife. It's got holes in it. It's it's going to be a little bit more a little bigger handle, a little bit easier to wield. And but it will be made out of this super tough tool steel that we will heat treat right here in the workshop. And Mm -hmm. um, and then I'll put an edge on it and then it's going to be. All 10 of them are going to have numbers. So one through 10. Yep. And then um, they'll never be made again. So this is going to be there's going to be 10 of these knives made. And that's it. We <laughs> take the DXF file Love it. and Wait, crumple it, it up it. and throw it in the trash. So there's only 10 of these. So, so what, what we're here's an I don't idea. know how we're going to sell them. But I mean, people have already been messaging me. In fact, somebody's already PayPal'd me 100 bucks. No kidding. It's like out of the oh, blue. Yeah, you, there we go. Yeah. So so here's an idea. So we're going to do, you said 14 of them, 10 for sale, one for all three of us. What's the yep. the uh, the last one going to? The last one is going to go, I think, for a year end um, sort of holiday giveaway. So okay. at the cool, end cool. of the year, yeah, uh, I, I like was thinking it. we would do projects like this maybe every other month or something. I know we're halfway through yeah. the year, mm-hmm. but if we did something like this and then at the end of the year, we had like a giveaway where we just uh-huh. for somebody who could use some tools or some tooling, we're going to throw a bunch of stuff in a box and ship it off to one lucky winner at the end. I love that idea. Year. That's nice. awesome. Yeah. And I, I'll bring up too. I was thinking about this actually this morning. I had a nice early workshop session this morning. My favorite time to be out Mm -hmm. in the shop. Nice and cool in there, I bet. Oh, man. And it's weird because now we're past the summer solstice, right? So now we're losing daylight already. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going, when the hell's the sun coming up? (laughs) It's (laughs) it's crazy how fast it switches. Um, Boise sits on the far western edge of the time zone as well. So mm. we've kind of got that going for us, and then we've got so you, you know, could just our, p- potentially be um, Pacific time. Yeah, forty miles so, but, to the Oregon border, yeah. and you know you're there. Interesting. So mm. we are blessed in June to where it is darn near eleven fifteen before it's dark some nights. Wow! But it's yeah, it's really strange, and it stays twilight forever and ever and ever. But uh, now, yeah, we're starting to go the other way. You know, we used to celebrate the 4th of July as a kid, like the kickoff to summer. And then when you get old, it's like, yeah, fucking summer's almost over. (laughs) (laughs) Send the kids back to school. It's time to go. Go back. But I was thinking, yeah, but I was thinking um, I'm going to I'm going to get a hold of our patrons as well. And I'm going to put together some stuff for our patrons and get that Mm -hmm. out to them. So been, somebody brought that up actually. They were yeah. like, "Can you offer these to the patrons first? And we definitely mm-hmm. are. So we'll give you guys yeah, yeah, if yeah. you're a patron, you're gonna get the right. Or to sign first up to refusal. be a patron. You heard it here hey. first. Yeah. Now's your time it. to yeah. jump on that. Uh, hit yeah. us up on the Work for It podcast patron. And um, yeah, if you want you you if you want a first dib at this thing, you better jump on that quick. Yeah, yeah for as little yeah. as one buck a month, right? So right. it's twelve bucks a year, and you can support yeah. what we do. And yeah, we that's produce a good content point. every week. 
Every single week we make a piece of content that hopefully you enjoy and get something out of. So 12 bucks a year yeah. is actually a very small amount of money, I think. And it gets you going to you're going to have opportunities to buy into these these little runs of things that we do. Because yeah. sure. here, here's what I've discovered doing this process, even since last night. People don't really care what it is. I mean, it's it is useful, <laughs> right. you know, but they want to support what we're doing. They're, yeah. they're yeah. all about it. But they want an exchange there. You know, the yep. content is good. And but, but we give yes, it away. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. We give that to everyone. I've it doesn't matter who you cool, are. I've seen some cool uh, patron rewards. Um, oh, golly. I always forget the names, but uh, we built a thing is another podcast name. Can't you tell that I work at home alone? <laughs> right. You listen um, to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> We oh, built man. a thing is a podcast. Uh, Bruce Ulrich and some other uh, Drew Fisher Fisher Shop on on YouTube and uh, Mark Christ. They, they do a podcast, but they they actually had commemorative coins made, and they yeah. were really Sonic. really cool. Yeah. I was like, whoa! But and those uh, coins are big business. I've I've noticed yeah, that I, yeah. people collect these things. A lot of military um, and, guys and buy too. them. Yeah, yeah. I, I've never see, for me a coin doesn't really no uh, do it for me. But a, a small knife, I would definitely yeah. buy a small knife, and just uh -huh. because there's so much utility and the fact that it's numbered and it's going to yep. have our yep. you know DNA all over it. We throw a cutting board out. Some and and on I, one by of DNA, the I mean too. you know spit shine. Yeah. So there you know go. it'll it'll be it'll be something that you know we all had a part in. And they'll be able to have in their hands and utilize. And and it's what's kind of cool is my laser etcher was able to transfer the logo. Really, know, that was cool. Yeah, right? detailed too, man. Like awesome. For as small as to give you yeah. guys a frame of reference, that is um, just over five millimeters wide. So Whoa. that wow, that's how much detail. Yeah. So those Tons letters have to be like half a freaking millimeter. That's like yeah, they're yeah, they're maybe a millimeter. Hair. I think I'm yeah, looking so. at a picture of it. It it looks as if it's a relatively deep etch as well. I don't know if that's just yeah. like yeah, a it is. wow no, it is. type of laser, man. That's so, man. So get, yeah. so get someday this. I'm so, gonna have one of those <laughs> laser etchers. Holy boss, cow, those things are boss. nice. It is very cool. So so the. I've ran, this is my third iteration of this knife and there'll be a fourth and maybe a fifth depending on, cause I'm trying to break <laughs> sure. down the process of making this as simple and easy as possible that I can replicate over and over. But the, mm -hmm. um, the first time I did the etch, I did it before heat treat, which was a mistake. You know, it should have, mm -hmm. I should have definitely done it after heat treat because when you, once you heat treat something, it, it sort of, um, it makes the it makes the etch almost like blurry. It's not, it's huh. not quite as yeah. good of quality, you know. It's just the, um, the the chemical makeup of the steel changes in such a way where it's just not conducive to burning off, probably. Huh? Yes, in this case, A two tool steel carbon. has so much carbon in it, oh, and what much. happens is the carbon leaches and yeah. it's eaten away on the outside now. You know, I have that fancy dancy kiln with all that cool argon flood and everything. Yeah, and yeah. and that actually does help a lot. But the the ten seconds from when I pull it from the kiln yeah. and put it in my plate quench, it decarbs like a lot. So it's mm -hmm. really You're getting like you know, ash built up probably with the laser, yeah, right? Just a, and then it, it re exactly. Re yeah. 
So you ah. burn it after with the fact, and then you buff it, and it looks like what you saw in the photos, and it's just, Money. it's so cool looking. So yeah. if you can imagine yeah. that with the number and maybe our signatures or initials or something next to it, and that will be a, like a Here's what I was thinking about the initials. Piece. Here's what I was thinking about the initials. We could do like a B house, B butler, B cone. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. we need yeah. to abbreviate it just slightly. Yeah, because I think no. our full signatures are is going to be tough to put on that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyhow, well, I don't want to get off way, on a tangent on that. Great but idea. I definitely Love think it. it's cool. going to go over well. So if you want to get uh, your own um, work for it, scalpel, we're going to do ten a run of ten. We could probably do a run of thirty and sell them all, but we're only yeah. going to do ten for this first mm-hmm. run, yeah. and then um, and then we'll list them up. And what'll happen is is how I'll list them is I'm going to offer them to the patrons first. I'm going to give them a few days to mull it over. If they decide they want one, great, they can buy in. If not, then I'll put them up on the website and then let everybody just have at it and buy them that way. Sounds good. I like it. Well, maybe anyways, um, in the future, we'll look at uh, like a cutting board or something. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, with that shape, Oko, you have, or um, ShopBot, you have, you can... You yeah, could do some pretty out cool stuff, man. Some really cool shapes. I've been cutting out some cool shapes. Do the work lately. for it logo right into cutting uh-huh. right into a cutting board. Yeah. Check there your mail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then every you time you make a dinner, what you'd be might like, show up in the mail. <laughs> Wait a minute. Check my mail? Hold on a second. <laughs> right, am I getting a gift, Ben? If I can get this Did you recording done. Oh my well, god! Maybe I've been having lots. Don't of Don't get my to hopes play. up, man. I'm, you know, I, that's, that's, <laughs> lots of time awesome. to play. I got a really long list of stuff that the boss left for me. But you know, <laughs> the boss isn't coming home for a while yet, so I, I got lots of time to do the boss's <laughs> list. <laughs> there you go. Meanwhile, uh, the grass is dying. Flowers have been dead for a month, and <laughs> <laughs> that can all go to the wayside. That's fine. House looks like a. Trailer park outside of Glacier National Park. <laughs> oh, shoot. These are yeah. Idaho jokes. See, I'm not getting these jokes. I don't have any frame of reference. Well, Is Glacier National a, um, Park like a dump or something? Like, what's going well, on? Well, Glacier's an interesting place because it sits, you know, it's, it's far north uh, in that sort of northern part of the world. Uh it's um, I don't even know where it is. Where is Glacier? So it's Park? Montana. Oh, yeah, it's okay. in Montana. Gotcha. And it just kind of sits in a spot where there's just not much around it. So like the park becomes the city and the attraction and the, you know, it brings all the good and all the bad. Ah, so it's, yes. You know how you get like the um uh circuit circusization of our national parks you know like edward abbey was a big uh, author back in the 60s i think it was who had a pretty strong passion for our national park system uh becoming a, a more primitive uh you know a more primitive system he believed nobody should be able to drive through a national park you would have to walk through it or be provided a shuttle ride on a bus so that you could minimize impact and you know this all, sounds all, all very exhausting stuff. yeah it is <laughs> so he he was always complaining and and glaciers probably the place i've seen it the quote worst is 
as soon as you exit the park, you know, there's Wally World and Bear World and Moose oh, World and, you know, come see the freaking cobra snakes and, you know, dancing girls and cowboy shootouts and the whole the whole bit, you know, like they've All got the mixture oh, of roadside attractions. Yeah. Wild that's West. What, that's meets, what these areas uh, do. Barnum and happen. Bailey. And yeah. Boomtown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, forget about it. I'm telling you, man, here here's once you go out and you see all those places and you explore America, you know, and the the further I get into uh my older age, I realize there's just no place like home. Like I really man. like being hmm. home and in my workshop. I like working, I like exploring the world yeah. via the internet and yeah. uh pretty much everything else other than sailing. I'm a big sailor and I and I love to yeah. sail. So if if it's on a boat and it's near the water, that. Then I'll do that. But, you know, pretty much everything else can go, uh, you know, go take a hike. Anyhow. All right. Listen, real quick. Let's switch yes, gears sir. real fast. Switch let's talk. Uh, I'd like to know, uh, Brian, what do you got going on in your workshop this week? So I'm actually finishing up my batch of knives that I was working on last week. So um, right now I've got it to the point of just working on. I'm, I'm right now shaping up the handles. So I've got. I think I'm up to through 120 grit, so I'm doing 220 grit next. Um, so I've been working on this batch of knives. Um, past that, most of my time, um, because it's been so damn hot, um, I was actually working on setting up my website for the first time, which I'm super excited about. Um, just going to plug it real quick. BeconeKnives.com is mine nice. so I go ahead it out last night it's really nice you did a great job with it I yeah love it. i don't know if i'm exactly happy with it quite yet i still want to do a couple more pages um i still need to set up a few of the back end things so i can actually uh, sell what's there i've got one you. go ahead ben. Oh, go ahead. no you finish go ahead go ahead then I, then um I'll... i've got one five inch chopper up there so far that was actually if you remember a couple weeks ago i was talking about a lady that wasn't you know picking up her knife within it had been like a month or so i finally you know dropped the hammer is like hey you know if it's still here in a week i'm gonna go ahead and sell it so hey it's up for sale um (laughs) so that one's up right now i'm going i have more to take decent pictures of to put up as listings um but yeah i'm super excited about it um yeah i i guess being a person who's never put together a website or I'm, I'm not really all that savvy on the computer. So um, this was just yeah. literally hours and hours of just clicking around and seeing what buttons do. So, well, you it's, know, it's, yeah, it's interesting. Cause what I was going to say earlier is that I think what some folks maybe don't realize is that like somewhere around 90% of creating any website is the content. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, I've helped people build websites in the past and build a bunch of websites. And what it comes down to is that, you know, oftentimes the developer gets stalled out because people can't get content to them. (laughs) You know, it's like, I can make your website look pretty as the day is long, but you've still got to tell me what goes on it. right? Right. So I often, um, and there are, a number of them online, uh, Squarespace and others probably have something similar, but they're just checklists, right? Mm-hmm. And and so it's get together photos, get together, write a write an introductory paragraph, write a paragraph about yourself, about you know, a bio for the about us page, 
um, write uh, three-sentence descriptions for every product you want to sell. Make sure you have pricing for every product you want right. to sell. Right. You know, like on and on and on and on and on. So I think if if folks are considering taking the leap and making a website, that's like I would start there. Don't even yeah. worry about who you're going to build it on, you know, what you're going to build it on and how sure. much it costs and all that. You know, once you have that content, man, then you can crank it together. To go. See, so I, you went with which provide which provide Squarespace. Okay. Yeah, Brian totally to- totally talked me into Squarespace. It seems like a pretty yeah. decent uh, website setup for your money. Um, yeah. So I have an idea for a page, and I haven't figured out how I'm going to set it up yet. Um, basically, I want one of those drop downs to be basically set up your custom order. And you know, my my thirty to forty five minute conversation with people is okay what steel do you want what materials do you want what color liners do you want yada 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 so i want to i want to set up like some sort of a you know drop down something where you can go through and pick all of your different options and the different price points and the pros and cons okay Um, yeah oh like a comparison thing almost i see yeah i think this is an excellent idea brian and here's the reason why you want to remove all <laughs> customer interaction as much as possible. Now, and, and Brian, didn't Craig no, I, do that? I thought. Craig yeah, well, yeah. Like well, you know, here, here's why I'm here's what I'm gonna I'm gonna say, and and this isn't gonna be a very popular opinion, but this is also gonna be a hot take, but it's also the truth, is that people will love to waste your time. They will. Oh they gosh. will talk, and they will, <laughs> they will waste your time, and then they won't buy anything and yeah. whatever else. Now, I can't tell you. Literally, uh, I get 10 conversations where I go through the entire process between 20 and 45 minutes of, you know, cu- truly customizing, tailoring this knife to somebody. And only one out of those 10 will actually buy it. Right. And it's yes. so much time. No, I, I don't want to say wasted, but. Uh. No, it is. <laughs> it, it is. Um, and, and the same goes, you know, that's. That's why I am very hesitant about hitting refresh on my little Facebook ad, right? It's because mm-hmm. I know that I'm going to get 15 uh, Boise State University students, mm-hmm. you know, who've been watching HGTV <laughs> for the past six months going, oh, that's a really cool table. How much would that be? You know, like 400 bucks. (laughs) And if it was just for the glue, (laughs) if it was just the conversation of, hey, how much is that this much? Okay, cool. But the problem is you have to go through to the nth degree and then, you know, (laughs) let me tell you, Brian, real quick. Let me tell you. Some, it's, I don't know if you've been on Florentine Kitchen Knives website, uh, but Tomer Botner, he's in mm-hmm. Barcelona, Spain. He makes some of the coolest knives. Oh, I've seen he his stuff. It's very talented. Amazing work, right? He has the workflow down pat. And, and if you look at his website, you can see he's doing exactly what you've described. You can pick your steel. You can pick your handle material, your shape, yeah. all of these things. And then at the end, you get a price. It, it tallies it for you. And I I think that that's such a fantastic concept because I've done custom work. I did tons of it. And I just, it the by far the most exhausting, most difficult part is dealing with the customer. And if, yeah. I, if you can automate that process and then, yeah. or you can say, if you're looking for something that I don't offer, here's my contact form, shoot me an email. I right. never give anyone my phone number. Right. Because people will call me and annoy me with and questions that are already listed on the website. 
I will. I, and people go, well, can I just uh, I need to call you to discuss yeah. this. Uh, no, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. People you can type it out into an email. years ago. Yeah. Yeah, dude. You know, we, we don't talk the, to people now. Yeah. And, and <laughs> literally, if you call my cell phone, it says I never check my voicemail hang up and dial a different number because I don't ever listen to them. <laughs> and I know that sounds like me being an asshole, and a little bit no, of it is. True. But here's my argument for this. You're the asshole for wasting my time. You're mm-hmm. the asshole for not reading and doing your own research. You're being lazy, and I'm sorry, yep. but, not, hey, not going to be that's my what problem. I would say. You know? my, my biggest, um, you know, I, uh, I worked on a project once um, where – and, it, and this was a a web app that did a bunch of fire wildfire modeling. So we'd try to predict where the fires went, basically, or where they were going to go. So you could say whether or not the town would burn down. Um, on the very <laughs> there's an algorithm page, for this. <laughs> oh yeah, there is. It's incredible. Wow. There's a whole uh, fire lab that studies it, and it's so. There's a 43% so, chance that uh, your town random. will be burnt yeah, to the it's ground almost, um, October 12th, yeah. 2022. Well, put it this way. It's so random that the algorithm for it was developed back in the 60s. Come on. And they've been unable to make any meaningful forward progress on uh, making Ever it since. more accurate probably yeah. because it's so simple they, they probably have like it's a, simple a, to a degree um some of its data limitations and data access and they got a guy wandering around yeah. with like a matchbook but, going uh, there's a hundred percent chance today that right. your town is going to burn this down right here it's gonna burn. It runs away. This one, i predicted this it this one, I, I, my algorithm Shit, is working it works your town did, in fact, burn out. Yeah, but you are the one. <laughs> you lit, lit the on fire, fire, dumbass! Come on, put out my cigar. Never. Uh, <laughs> well, if but there would be had... an algorithm that would determine whether or not a customer will waste your time, I put would sure hope that somebody figured. Yeah, exactly. Put your phone number down, page. and it's like ninety-nine point nine percent. That's what yeah. we did, right? So on the landing page, the login screen that every person that used the application needed to go to, there was 16 ways to contact the 16 different parties that were involved in supporting the application. And anytime it took three seconds longer to complete a run than it should have, guess who got the phone calls? All 16 <laughs> freaking people. <laughs> and the one day I said, I was like, we were redesigning the, the, we were just doing an overhaul, nothing to the back end, but just all front end work, make it look pretty, you know, putting lipstick on the old pig. <laughs> and uh, I said, have we ever considered just a thought, you know, maybe instead of putting all that information literally there, we at least make them click one click deeper. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't have hard numbers, but I guarantee it, it cut the calls in half. I mean, oh, yeah. sure. It's okay yeah. to make it a little hard for people to actually reach out and talk to you or message you or, you know, at least in the beginning, I think. Um, I'm all about the messaging system. And in fact, Brian, yeah. I don't know if Squarespace has this option, but if they have that messaging system option, you should enable it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know on my side, uh, Shopify actually offers <gasps> it as kind of no. Like, yeah, you you're using Squarespace. I Son use of a, Shopify. No. <laughs> I was a little, con- I was a little confused no. as to what you were talking about because no, That's I use good, Shopify. Good though. Now you guys can compare. 
Here's oh, here's the thing though. No. I've heard awesome <laughs> things about Squarespace. Don't shit I'm your heard. pants just yet. Yeah, I, really I think you're things. gonna be fine, and and I think <laughs> don't worry about it. So I I I knew you would find out eventually. So I was like, well, when is he gonna learn that Let I don't down actually gently. use Squarespace? But so you did it uh, on a the lot podcast. Of makers My do. man, hey, make some content listen, out of this. I, I I'm not. I did not plan for this. Look, you know, oh hey, <laughs> what did I do? It's okay. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Ben is losing his shit. He can't. (laughs) But here's the thing, right? It's an honest mistake. You're 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 literally like they don't really sound that much alike. Shopify, Squarespace. They do begin with an S. Both of them. The kings of doing this. This though, like if you could, it's not like you chose like roll your own WordPress versus Shopify. You know, right. like yeah. you, you've got the leading competitors in the market. Um, yeah. This just and I'm proves sure one this just proves other. that you don't have to be too smart to make knives. That's all I'm saying. Hey man. <laughs> you don't have to be too smart to make websites either. Look what you, oh, you just did it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, it'll be interesting to do a side by side comparison. I, I think it's going to be cool, honestly. Yeah. I do. No, I think so too. And here's the reason why, Brian. Uh, um, I've often thought there's limitations to Shopify that I wish weren't there. But I feel yeah. like I'm so married to the platform now because I've got all my stuff on there that I'm sure, like, yeah. eh. so it'd be kind of cool to hear your perspective. I think this would be really good also for the audience because a lot of people are setting up websites for their stuff, too. So, yeah. hey, man, sure. uh, and at the I end think of the day, definite positive. Yeah. And at the end of the day, right, uh, a, a website is nothing but a, but a bunch of text files. And right. so. You know, at the at the end of the day, maybe your website is porting over, <laughs> you know, like images and stuff. But um, that may, maybe there'll be a way to package it all up. I don't know. I I I roll my own, so I I don't know. <laughs> I won't give me much help. Well, th- see, these are shopping carts with like you know credit card processing and right. database That's and true. variants and all, you know, when people yeah. go, Oh, I want to sell something online. It's like, man, don't try to write yeah, an e-commerce site on your yeah. own. Yeah. Do it's really difficult. Your own. It's a pain so Brian, you've been working on your, your website, any other projects that you have any actual, um, you know, like, are you making anything that new that we don't know about? Um, I mean, I just have done some, um, videos i mean I, I made a flay knife and i made i've been working on the forge a- am i forgetting something huh i don't know I'm trying to think we, i know you did you were working on like a damascus project but you, yeah there so, were some issues with that and you, you yeah you weren't really sure if we were going to talk about it or not oh yeah, yeah yeah of course so uh this past weekend i guess the weekend before that actually i was putting together some uh youtube videos one of them was a flay knife which turned out absolutely perfect exactly the way that i was envisioning it when i first started actually came out ultra flexible it's way more flexible than anything i've ever made before the on the other hand i did some damascus hey hey. um (laughs) so on the other hand i forged some damascus that i got some from timber tiger forge so uh, he is a guy out in Oregon. Uh, he literally, so I paid for one piece of Damascus and he sent me three. Cool dude. Oh, Fantastic nice. guy. That's um, so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, he's a, uh, he also uh, battles fires I, or maybe is working in the timber. I mean, it would make sense. His name is Timber mm-hmm. Tiger Forge, but he works in the timber I I just industry. I heard his name on uh, Hustle Knife and Grind Talk. podcast. 
Oh, oh maybe that's I'm, maybe. Yeah. yeah, that's I think where it was. He's he's been talked about a couple times there, and that's how I got a hold of him. Um, but anyways, oh, cool. so he sent me a couple pieces, and um, I grabbed one and was making a video forging it out, and I spent like six and a half hours forging on this thing, and then I heat treated it, pulled it out of the oven, oh. and it delaminated in two spots. So. <laughs> So you and I, Brian, we, we, we talked about this a couple of uh, uh, briefly, and yes. we definitely yeah. think it was a forge welding issue. Yes, when and the I, Damascus was made, not not that you had done anything wrong. Right. D lambs, when you get a delamination that uh-huh. far into the project, it's right. most likely it started. So, so yeah, that's I, actually I, like, I actually talked to. I actually talked to Timber Tiger Forge a little bit about it, and turns out the piece that I worked on, the reason why he sent it to me is because it's been sitting on his shelf for a couple years. It was one of the, like, the first 10 uh, pieces uh, of Damascus he's ever forge welded together. So it was an old sense. piece. Um, he was still pretty new in the process. Um, so it just happened to be the one that I decided to film on, which is a shame. Uh-huh. But um, actually, it, it turned out kind of okay because I did some what I'm calling exploratory surgery on it. Basically, I just ground away at those uh, uh, um, on those D lamps until it basically, you know, the, those Shit. cracks went away. And there's still enough material there to make an offset serrated sh- um, oh. bread knife. So oh, wow. it's cool. not the eight inch chef knife that I had to start off with. But, you know, luckily it wasn't for a customer. It was for, I was actually making it for my video guy, Kyle. And, you know, it's just going to kind of turn into a new project now. So that that video is going to start off with a chef knife and end with a bread knife, which, you know, is okay. So I'm I'm curious, while you were filming, was Kyle there when you discovered the delamination? Oh, yeah, of course. And like, (laughs) so this is like. Yeah. yeah, poor guy, because he's like, oh, man, that's my knife. But, you know, right. the so here, here's here's the what I took away from this. I took away that, um, you know, the you can get really deep into any project and hours, maybe days even, and have to abandon the project because of an issue like this. Mm-hmm. And it's it hurts like it oh, really sucks God. because it feels like <laughs> you've lost time, like you'll never get it back. The good news mm-hmm. is, is that you're turning lemonade into le- or lemons into lemonade. And Absolutely, so I yeah. and I love that, by the way, because, yeah. you know, I don't know if you watched a handle video that I prototyped a handle for the Revolution Grinder, but um, mm-hmm. half I poured I poured um, like a custom epoxy handle and I was running out yeah. of time. So it was kind of rushing and I, you know, broke the handle mid shoot mm-hmm. and I yeah. did not have time to you know, or I could have changed but the handle I material. Love, I just didn't want to. Right. I just, I made, I, loved roll, I rolled with it. Rolled with it completely. And that's, you have to, right? Like, I think that's people, I've had folks, you know, ask, like, why do you think you can just make so many things? Like, you just, you always seem to have ideas. And I, I always describe it as, I don't have ideas, I have failures, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> and I, I am constantly pushing for whatever I'm making to fail because that's an iteration point, right? Sure, and if you sure. can if you can fail fast, then you can iterate more, you know? And so even when I used to uh, run maker club at, at the boys' school, that's the kids would all come in after a full day of school. We met at the end of the day 
and you know we would talk for maybe 10 minutes before we started on a project or whatever it was and the beginning of every year or every session or whatever you know if i had a new group of kids i would say you're in luck school's over for the day and your only job when you're here at maker club is to fail mm-hmm. and they all, and they would all look at you like this guy's nuts you know but i think that's um that failing fast and iterating you see it probably most pervasive in software development these days where uh, agile development principles are moving everybody towards that type of approach or have already moved people towards that type of an approach um, to where you don't overbuild things and you deliver minimum viable products instead of Cadillacs, you know, and if somebody says, uh, I need something to put my laptop on while I work, you don't give them a, mechanical stand-up desk with pen holders and you know a pencil cup and a six drawers and a mirror behind it no you just you give them a freaking table with four legs right and then the next and day I, they come back and say hey my pencil keeps rolling off the edge you know you're like well let me straighten up that other leg <laughs> <laughs> and i think i think that type of mentality is the is the at its core the reason why anyone is a success Because they think that when there was a time in my life when I was younger and I failed a lot because, you know, you're young, you don't really you don't have those foundations of success, successes and from failure that you can lean on. And you yeah. don't, you really don't know, like, am I moving no, forward right. here or am I just going to throw it like in the trash and overcome. stop doing what I'm doing? And I think, you know. As it depends on how you mature, you know, when you're, you know, a lot of people don't ever achieve this. They don't ever see this um, as a a failure, as a win. Mm -hmm. But the people that do at a younger age, they're the ones that are going to excel and excel fast. So I, Mm -hmm. I, I applaud your work. And by the way, the the guy who made the Damascus, it it can happen to anybody. And I'm sure he makes an awesome quality product. It's not. Oh, 100%. Um, Hey, it was what it was. Yeah. And honestly, you know, having those failures and being able to have the mindset of, okay, this went wrong. What can I turn it into is the difference between being a, you know, okay knife maker and, you know, a a damn good knife maker. Not saying that I'm a damn good knife maker or a maker in general. But, you know, being able to, I mean, the old adage is, or the old saying is knife makers don't make mistakes. They make shorter knives. They make shorter knives, yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you just gotta, you just gotta roll with those punches. It's, it's it is I love what it, it is. Yeah. Brian, In woodworking. We just congrats, man. To, yeah, we just pull up and the board stretcher. Not that you ever want a, you know, especially when you're, um, you know, making a video or any sort of content. Not that you would ever <clears throat> want things to go wrong, but damn, does it make a more interesting video? Oh yeah, it does. yeah. Right. So yeah. I had somebody message me or actually just write a comment on that handle that I made. And they were like, yeah, well, my OCD is going crazy over that last pin being way far to the right. And I was like, well, I broke the damn thing. And I was like, if you watch the video, you'll see. He watched the video and then he commented on YouTube and he's like, oh, I see what happened there. He's like, yeah, okay, well, at least, you know, you got something out of it. You know, it still worked at the end of it, you know. But uh, so anyway, Ben, how you doing? And what what do you have going on in your workshop? I've been seeing all kinds of great content being pumped out by you. I've been pushing it out. Yeah, I've been back on the horse, you know. Um, I love it. Man, 
I actually, it's kind of, kind of interesting because last night, so my wife and boys are still off playing on the East coast. Um, they're rooting on the Pittsburgh pirates today at the pirates game. So they're having fun. But last night I had one of Jack's buddies over with his dad to turn some pens. Nice. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was really fun. So uh, my buddy Tony and his his son Andrew came over, and Tony is just an incredible guy. Uh, retired from military service. Oh, I guess he's in his forties when he retired. He's not much older than that now. So Tony lives a pretty good life and uh, helps out at the school every chance he gets, and at the church and everything else. But uh, he's he had turned in the past and wanted to kind of get his son exposed to it and buying a lathe is kind of a big commitment. So I've, I've been saying repeatedly, just come on over anytime, you know, come on over. So we finally put something together and we went through the whole process and the rigmarole of getting a pen blank, you know, drilled out and getting the little tube you got to put in it all in it and glued in and everything else. And, we we're getting right down to the nitty gritty of turning the first piece for the pen. And wouldn't you know it, it just, the glue just gave way mm, and the whole uh, pen just went uh, kaboom. Right uh, in the, another uh, failure this week. Interesting. Yeah, okay. All right. You know, so three pieces flying on the floor. And, and poor Andrew, you know, little 11 year old boy, yeah, just standing at the lathe looking at me like a, a lost dog, you know, like, <laughs> what happened? He said, We can, you know, right away, we can still save it, right, Mr. Brother? We can still save it. <laughs> like, boy, I don't know, yeah. bud. <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> we, uh, we turned a pen into a bowl, believe it or not. What? Right? Yeah. How's that and, possible? And Hold not on. the kind that pickle. Cutter. Hey. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, no, we um, what we did, and and I and I apologize to him because I I I'll shoulder that one. We were in a little bit of a hurry, so normally when I'm making that's how a pen, all failures start. By yeah, the way, that's yeah. that start statement. of every failure story. We yeah. were in a little bit of um, a rush. And then, yeah, uh, instead of using epoxy like like a, a normal pen maker, so you put these little brass tubes. Basically, you drill a hole through a rectangular block of wood, and then you slide a little brass tube in there, and that makes the inside stomach of the pen right where you would put all the guts. And normally, I'll epoxy that because I have had this same failure in the past where. Uh, I've tried like CA glue, you know, super glue. I've tried the, what is it? The E6000 glue. I've tried a number of different glues when I just didn't have any five minute epoxy sitting around. And I've had some failures in the past. So I told him that I'll glue, I personally will glue up a handful of pen blanks and he can come on over next week and we'll do it all again. There we go. And then I pulled out a, uh, I pulled out a uh, milk crate full of walnut offcuts and said, let's make a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so we had fun. Cool. We, uh, yeah, we turned a little, little catch all bowl and had a lot of fun, but got that going. And then I also, my post today was on, 
uh, the B cone handle or potentially the B cone handle. Yes, sir. But, um, it's kind of cool. I've got, I've got an idea that if it, it, I could pull it off perfectly and it still looks kind of weird. So that's, <laughs> you know how you, you have that in the back of your mind, like you could pull this whole thing off and it's still ugly as sin. What then? Well, we'll figure well, that out. Well, luckily it's your knife. So if it looks ugly, yeah. then, you know. <laughs> yeah, put a new handle on. <laughs> right. So playing around with that and then still got the commissions cooking. So fireplace, uh, cabinet, and uh, river tables coming up. I think I'm thinking this weekend about if my epoxy comes in, I'm thinking about making the first pours on that big old walnut slab so that should be really cool and that one's gonna make i'm gonna make a video on that one cool for sure and yeah i've been filming some videos too so i've actually been shooting some man videos. you're you're all over I've the place this, this week that's awesome shoehorning content into the you know into the bucket because mm. you just never know when you might want to have that for a rainy day there so you go that's awesome shoveling it in there fantastic Which, ben fantastic yeah. So Brian, we are forty. Yes. What do you ahead. What do you have going on in the shop this week? Well, I have uh, I've been packing a lot of orders. We um, sales have been fantastic. We have been just cranking out uh, grinder kits. Now that the kit is pretty much complete, you know, you only really have to source the wheels, the motor, and the VFD. And by the way, we are quickly. Um, going to have uh we, i basically have a machine shop that's um uh, turning a whole bunch of sets of wheels for us so we're gonna have that's now awesome. th all the roller bearings will be included in the kit um and we're gonna solely go with a seven inch drive wheel which is my preference you know hey. they're hard to find and you know you can't get them so um through the work for it podcast believe it or not <laughs> I got a recommendation to a machine shop uh, in Nebraska and cool. they are they're they're young guys they've got a long history of working nice. um, aluminum making roller bearings and one of the things I really liked about these guys was that um, I was able to send them all my files and my drawings and I said to them like if you see anything that you could machine let me know and give me an overall cost estimate. And then here's what they would cost. You know, if, if I were to just go buy these things, here's what they would cost. Mm -hmm. And I need them to be comparable so that if you make them, then we're not increasing the cost of the kit. You know, that's right. like really important mm -hmm. to me. And they came back with a whole bunch of cool concepts and then a whole bunch of other neat things too that we're going to be adding to the grinder over the course of the next year. Um, oh, that will sweet. greatly increase its functionality. I'm super excited about it. Some really original things that we, you know, Iteration when you're, partners. when you, yeah, that's basically it because they're a job shop, right? They yeah. want to partner with people like me who are a company that is small, that generates a lot of flow of parts. Um, mm -hmm. Right now, even being as small as we are, we're able to, okay. um, yeah. you know, provide them with a ton of work, you know, so the and then by the way the all american made all american America. made all american America. made isn't that you know, a beautiful thought. thing 
Yeah, the, everything that we source will be American made. Um, mm-hmm. And these grinders, probably 90% of everything on the grinder will be American made except for the motor and the VFD. In fact, the VFD, the preferred VFD, is actually manufactured right near where I live. So, um, oh, cool. yeah, in a, by a company called KB Electronics in um, just outside of Fort Lauderdale. So, you know, if if you can find an American-made motor, you'll pay a lot more for it. Uh, but you can definitely have an all-American grinder made. Uh, and, um, yeah, yeah, awesome stuff. So I've been doing that. I've been working closely with the machine shop there and uh, partnering with them on a whole bunch of things. Um, I've now switched away from plastic knobs to my all-steel knobs. So we've got a couple of things in the mm-hmm. works right now with... I have to remove the zinc coating from the from the bolts that are um, the, that you weld onto the knobs. So I have this is kind of sort of yeah, interesting. Gotta wipe your zinc mm-hmm. off before you. Yeah. Before you so, weld them into into place. Yeah, you don't. It, it, here's the thing: people don't understand this, and it, maybe you should know this: is that when you weld anything with a zinc coating on it. Uh, there's a the potential for you to have to be poisoned when that right. happens. It's nasty, yeah. Right? yeah, it's nasty. really bad for you. Here's the other thing, though. I do it all the freaking time, okay? And I do and and, and I do it all the time because I'm doing it in such small, you know, things that I, you know. When people say they get zinc poisoning from welding, it's because they welded, f- you know, for three hours on a zinc, you know, zinc coated right. whatever. And they're and they they've welded for three hours for fifty years straight doing the same. Yes. Game. like it's not you don't yes. get dosed once and die. Exactly. But. So it's not good for you, and zinc contaminates the weld too. So you don't you yeah. really don't want it in there. So here's here's yeah. the thing. Guess what? You know how you get rid of it? You soak the bolts in vinegar. It's as simple as vinegar. that. Vinegar. Vinegar overnight. That's such a and cool. Yeah. Man, don't so you I already a, do that with practically everything anyway? So, I mean, it's just. I practically. Do, yes, exactly. There you go. And <laughs> I, I pull my I pull my Pickled. beets and my eggs and my pickles out of there. But uh, yeah, yeah oh, I, I actually have this huge plastic bin that's just filled with household vinegar. And I legit just throw every piece of steel in it. Um, like when I, yeah. after I heat treated the the little kitchen scalpel, mm-hmm. um, because it was covered in carbon, threw it in there. And the next day, you know, all that carbon is gone. Um, you know, just stuff like that is like really easy to use. So mm-hmm. here's how I came up with this. Like, how do you keep from losing like 10,000 bolts in a bucket of vinegar that's pitch black? Oh. Um, uh, I bought... No, you know what I bought? You know when you buy a bag of oranges at the grocery store oh, and they yeah. come in that like polyethylene yep, yep, yep. netting stuff? Okay. Um, that is super inexpensive, by the way. So you can buy like, like, like a hundred of them for like 10 bucks on Amazon. So oh, shit. I was I thinking like a screen, double ply screen door. Well, I was thinking that too, but it has to be plastic because anything metal yeah, would, it would it'll eat it through. So polyethylene won't get affected by the acid. So yeah. I have I have like Brilliant. three bags of oranges in my, my vinegar tank <laughs> nice. right now, which is kind of cool. Cool. And then um, doing that and, you know, making these uh, prototypes for the kitchen blades that we talked about earlier, um, you know, just silly stuff like that. And, uh, you know. Kind of, kind of just taking some time to um, enjoy the quiet because my boys are actually in Wisconsin right now, so they're they're oh, gone. Cool. 
I'm pulling a Ben. I actually, my wife is here for another few days and then she leaves too. So I'll be, we'll be full on bachelor. The the next, by the way, the live was super fun. We did a, every week we did a live. Oh my gosh. This this Saturday, this Saturday, we're going to do another live at seven o'clock Eastern time on Instagram. So jump in on that. We'll have to advertise it a little more, but it was really a great time. So for me, this Friday, so tomorrow, wait, no, tomorrow? No. It'll well, be, tomorrow, it'll, yeah. once this is out. Once this However, is out, yeah. um, I have my cousins getting married. So my siblings are up from Nashville. Oh. So this Saturday, my brother might also join us on this live. He's the guy that I've oh. made a bunch of knives for. Yeah, um, the chef. Yeah, chef down in Nashville. So nice. That would be, be interesting sweet, to hear Absolutely. his experience with your knives and such. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah. Have, I have a hundred questions I want to ask him. From just, a, there we go. Uh, Get those ready. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. doubt about it. So, so but I be, think the be sure are, to jump on. The Absolutely. lives are really fun, and if folks have a chance to even just pop in for a bit, looking at the numbers, um, it's it's weird when you host a live because it always seems like there's only at most like 15 people, but then Instagram sends you these stats and they're like a hundred people saw your live. Right. So because I people are jumping yeah. in, jumping out. All yeah. The time. People come in and out all the time and, and the, the count so doesn't keep up. Here's but, my question. Do we want to continue doing them on Instagram? Did we want to move them over to Facebook? Did we make, did we come up to a consensus on that? I don't know. I don't know. I think Instagram is the easiest to go. Yeah, live for sure. On. Yeah. I, I will say it, if we went live on the DIY belt grinders group, that might not be the, I mean, those guys are all like my crew, so they're going to join right. in and watch. I just don't know how easy it is for them to jump in. Um, right, I mean, yeah. Hey, I'm open for experimentation. It would be kind of cool if we yeah. could do a live where we could like restream. If I can get my shit together and we could do the restream, you can actually stream to two sources at once. Yeah. So that would be, I've done that. Cool but I've done it with two devices, you know, hey, and mean, it was just me. Yeah. Um, mm. I did a Tandy leather thing like that one time where they mm. wanted me to stream to their Facebook and, and my Instagram. So I had one phone was Instagram and one was Facebook. It was really weird. I have seen that done. And it is, there's like actual holders for phones where you can do multiple yeah. phones in one yeah, holder. I saw that. All right. Well, two different things. Lord, so I'm not going I don't there. think we're going to get that crazy. I was going to say yeah. the plan is we're going to be drinking beer and wine and whatever else while we're doing this. Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe not the <laughs> making it well, so complicated. I think that it also just has to be like what I like about the live too. And what I guess what I like about it on Instagram is like, Brian, like you said, it's just so dead simple, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's not any structured thing, you know? And like I always say in my stories, like, join us, you know? Yeah. We can have four yeah. people yeah. on. Um, if somebody wants to hop on, just send us a, a request to join and uh, we'll make sure you know whose feed it's on or whatever. Yeah. I got access to something called badges on Instagram. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Still trying to figure out what the heck it all means. It seems strange, uh, but it's basically like a tip jar for your live stream. Why people would be compelled to just give me money because I did a live, I I don't (laughs) quite get that. I think Instagram missed the mark there. So uh, I, I will not try to guilt or shame or maybe even encourage anybody to pay me money through a live stream, but... Um, it just seems really, really sexual. (laughs) (laughs) Have you checked out Ben's OnlyFans? Hey, hey, there we go. Yeah, look at that. He's like doing woodworking in his underwear and like, you know. What kind of woodworking are you talking about there? I'm like, man, I work the wood, baby. He's working the wood. wood. All right. All right. Speaking of working the wood, we are an hour into the podcast. And you know what that means? Oh, we should, yeah, you, you better I believe it, Brian. Lie. You know what this means? It's dad joke time. Hold on, That's hold right. on. Let me get warmed up by my you. trombone. I will do the said trombone. Oh yeah. <laughs> Go baby. ahead and all talk right. about something else for a couple minutes. Okay. I'll be right back. All right, all right, all right. I love it. I all love right. It. So, so while Brian's getting his trombone ready, oh. he's greasing up his trombone. If you know what I mean. <laughs> um, Real quick, uh, I'd like to also uh, go take a, just a quick step backwards and briefly talk a little bit about um, this storm that was just off the coast of yeah. Florida. And did it you is get now. From it? Uh, we got a lot of rain and wind. And, and yeah. I did have. Uh, we got some flooding here, so some water seeped into my shop. It's not, it's not a huge deal. It, 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 right. it, re- it recessed away, it like went away real quick. But here's where I just took a quick look at the uh, forecast. So anybody on the eastern seaboard, if you are in Georgia, you're getting pounded right now. Um, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, all the way up to Maine. And for our boy, Mr. Nick Tobin in New Brunswick, I believe that's where he is. You will be you will have the same raindrops that were falling on us down here in Florida. They will be um, probably raining down upon you in the next few days or so. So just keep that in mind. Tropical storms typically are no big deal for Floridians because we are prepared for them. However, if you'll remember, like Hurricane Sandy. It really messed with the New, the New England area and New York and New Jersey because yes. they just simply don't have the preparation uh, like we do or the, the equipment like we do to, to kind of keep that kind of thing at bay. Right. So just keep that in mind. It's definitely going to be coming up through New York. Coming it looks like way. it's going to skirt right up there. So uh, All right. you know, batten down the hatches, as they say. Let's hear them dad jokes. All right. You ready? All right. Here we yes, go. sir. Did you guys hear about the restaurant on the moon? No. Great food. It's great food, but no atmosphere. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
nice. See, now, if everybody buys one of these kitchen scalpels that we've made, these shop scalpels, we <laughs> will be able to, to record that, and then uh, you'll right. be able to hit a button, and it will actually be able to play It'll back. Be a ringtone. Exactly, exactly. We need, so, we need the dad yeah. joke theme song. There we go. There we go. I mean, at least the little drum, you know, you know, yeah, 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 that would be fun. That would be definitely fun. So. All right. So anyhow, moving on with the show, I would like to uh, real quick, just uh, briefly chat about um, anybody that you have been recently following on the work for it project hashtag on Instagram. I don't know. I haven't looked at it. Have you guys taken a look to see? Yeah, I actually saw one. um, Maximus Knives from Lufkin, L-U-F-K-N, so Lufkin, Texas. Uh, Looks like he was on Fortune Fire. He made this little cool, um, looks like a little Skinner knife. Uh, Has a cool little red G10, really thin liner between the steel of the bolster and this antler handle, which looks really cool. Yeah, it's killer. Yeah, nice. It's yeah, really dude. killer. Yeah, right. Such oh, a cool yeah. one. Is that bolster, are you sure that's steel, or is that, does he Maybe say what brass? it is? Um, it could be brass. Nickel. 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 Yep. Nickel guard. There we go. All right. So, yeah. That's great. Very, very nice. And I don't know if you guys remember, but Maximus Knives was one of the guys who was commenting while we were doing our live on last Saturday. Oh, really? And he had the great idea that we would kind of do one uh, segment on our podcast and then it would be stay tuned for the Hustle and Grind podcast. Yeah, uh, buddy. To to kind of. And I started thinking about that and I was like, man, that's going to take some coordination. So we're definitely going to need to kind of be on the same (laughs) Uh, nice thing is that. they're in a studio yeah you know? i don't know if you guys they were are. talking about it while i was off getting my trombone ready but um we had jason from hustle and grind podcast on fantastic so many podcast jokes. go so check many it out jokes. yeah you um it, this collaboration we're gonna do this multi-show type setup is gonna be a really cool situation i like it yeah no we didn't talk about uh we didn't talk about that we were talking about the storm while you went off because the the storm is going to go up the coast but you're right the the hustle and grind podcast if you haven't heard it you should go and listen to it they've always got interesting guests and people calling in i've been on the show brian's been on the show and i would imagine ben you'll probably get the call the nod very soon pretty soon yeah some point go on there those guys here's here's what's interesting about the hustle and grind podcast They seem to be like two guys that shouldn't be good at doing podcasts, you know, but they really are so good. I will. They're so good at it. um, I, I did not follow those guys until I started following the show. And then, well, me neither. I didn't know they existed. When you guys were on the show, then I'm like, oh man. And the one morning I had them on, I had them in the queue forever and they didn't come up to the, you know, these I usually just go out in the shop and whatever's at the top of the podcast list, I hit play and away we go. Mm-hmm. So they didn't come up to the top for some reason. And then one day I'm like, I'm going to go find, I, you know, I thought about it. And I'm like, I'm going to go listen to one of their shows. And I was hooked. I was like, man, these guys are incredible. Yeah. But, yeah, but you good. have that idea of who they are, you know, and it's like either older or younger, or, you know, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden you flip to Instagram and it's like, yep not who I thought they were. Yeah, and they, <laughs> you know, they like, both have good, really good bad, radio not, voice. Yeah, they, they they're great Their voices, voices are great. Yeah. Their questions are great. They've got yeah. a really good 
sort of format for their show. Um, I just really would love to help support their rise up and what they're doing. So, you know, go and listen to the hustle and grind podcast or just getting started. I think they're like 15 episodes in or something like that. So it's like really early in their game, which again is another reason why I'm so impressed with their stuff. So, um, and jumping back to the work for, uh, WFI project, by the way, Antioch river forge, uh, he's doing a bunch of really great stuff. I don't know if you follow him. Um, Antiat is spelled E-N-T-I-A-T underscore river underscore forge. And he's like, he makes his own tools. He built a revolution. He's um, one of these guys that loves to smoke cigars, drink whiskey and make knives like all around. Good guy. The like, holy just, trinity right there. You, you know? got that right, man. I mean, power <laughs> tools, alcohol, and tobacco. I mean, these are like the this is like the holy trinity, and, and um, and and his work is really good. So oh go God, check yeah. out Antioch River Forge, and he did a really cool uh, blue handled kitchen knife. Um, his logo is really cool too. I don't know how he mm-hmm. came up with that, but I mean, it's E E. Uh, R and F and they're all kind of like mixed merged, together right. but you can yeah, tell they're yeah. different letters and he, he puts yeah. them on his knives and it's really good stuff so and put right under there. that post he has this post where he just lays the blade of the knife up against this water bottle and just slices it right through as if it's not there it's crazy I am... yeah I haven't watched that <laughs> video yet here I'm gonna watch oh it my right gosh now. I've got it I've got it muted so I can look at I'm just how it. sharp that thing must be it's crazy yeah man. he he's one of those guys that spends a oh man yeah that is cool wow that's very cool and right to the left of that post on my screen or under that post on my screen is uh a post from our main man Mr Brigham Kindle he, he was bought on, uh, in talk Yes, all the time. He bought in to the Revolution Project and purchased a kit. In fact, his hey. kit shipped today. So he, uh, and it's funny because he used the Shopify ping system and he was messaging me through there. And when you message me through there, unless you give your name and information, I don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. So this person's messaging uh, me and they're going like, hey, I really want to get some of those knobs. They're awesome, whatever. And I respond back. I'm like, you know, hey, they're still kind of in development, but I'll throw a bunch in a box for you, you know, when you order your kit. Sure. And uh, and then later I would find out that it was him. <laughs> it was, he never identified himself. And then he's like, thanks for the knobs. Thanks for the free knobs. I'm like, I would have given you the knobs anyway. But, you know, right. hey, that's cool. You know, it's all good. So he's going to be building a revolution. That'll be awesome to follow along with a nine toed man who is building a two by 72 belt grinder. You do the math. The circle it's going swimmer. To be awesome. The circle swimmer, yes. Yep. <laughs> yes. And then we've there's some other cool stuff in here. Did you guys watch this uh carrot chopping video that Ben's yeah, bites? Ben's bites. Oh, yeah, I, I I commented on that. I think that's so where cool. I first sees my Lorena Bobbitt joke. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. He I love that he's experimenting with these yeah. S grinds. Mm-hmm. And I just real quick about the S grind. It is really difficult to achieve. Yeah, I could like, see it, that. Like I never yeah. obviously never tried it, but man, it looks hard as hell. That's above my pay yeah. grade so far. Yeah. And so Ben and I have been um sort of working out a way to possibly do an S grind with a a, a mill because there's a couple Ooh. of people on Instagram who are oh. doing this and they're using an end mill and they're essentially creating um uh, if you have the right kind of mill you can do this where you can tilt the head 
so mm-hmm. you're kind of working at an angle. Otherwise, you can shim your steel, and you can do this, and you can put in an S-grind that way. Or you can do it the traditional way, which is using... By hand. A grinder, yeah. Right. So it's... You gotta it is, have some brass cojones to do that. You really do. I I tried it once and I had it shoot out of my hands and it, ugh, I'm not doing it. Yeah, it, it's definitely one of the more difficult things to achieve. And in like knife making, you can so be you can you. be so practiced at it and you just keep going and going and you make one little hair of a mistake and you just completely ruin the S grind and it's. That's I it. Yeah, I'm not quite yeah. there yet. Yeah, that'd be tough. I like Spence, though, because he kind of left that S-grind. It's still kind of like rough scratches on the inside of that S-grind. And, like, yeah. most people would say that that looks kind of unprofessional, but I think it looks pretty dope. Like, that's that's kind of yeah, a cool like look. It. We did talk a little bit about finishing that off because let's just say you are successful, right? Let's say you make an S-grind, you do it the right way, you don't grind through, you don't throw the blade, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you've got this, this concave surface that you now have to hand sand or right. finish yeah. in some way. Well, that's my, that was my thought is like, good luck. You know, it looks pretty <laughs> rough right now. And I couldn't think of a way to leave it rough and make it look finished. <laughs> right. Know? Yeah. That well, you know like what? I, I like Brian said, I do, it does not bother me at all. In fact, yeah. I'm a big fan. Yeah. If you look at pickle cutters work, yeah. he yeah. doesn't do any, he leaves the, he loves that 36 True. grit, you know vsm yes. belt that he uses and he yeah. leaves the grind lines in there and i think it's kind of sexy it's kind of yeah. artsy it yeah. looks good yeah. uh you know it gives another spot for food release uh and the downside is if it's high carbon those areas have a tendency to corrode faster right because right. moisture can wick down into those spots right right uh, sure. so that is definitely a technical issue i will say if you keep your knives oiled not a big deal you know. yeah. Or if you do yeah. some sort of a patina on there, like a force patina to try That's to mitigate true. that a little bit. But yeah. How are you doing your force patinas? Are you like in the mustard camp or the, the instant <laughs> coffee? Been, or me. I'm actually um, I'm I'm experimenting it with um, this batch of knives. So I've made a few knives for myself for the kitchen in the new apartment. Um in the past, I've done a ferret chloride etch and then a coffee etch. Obviously, you're doing a lot of, you know, neutralizing between to try to keep sure. that ferret chloride from, you know, leaching into whatever the hell you're cutting. But um, um, this one, I'm going to do a coffee etch for probably like two days or so and then um, try to buff that back and then do like a mustard or I, I don't know. I'm going to try to experiment with it and kind of see what comes out, but. I'm thinking I'm going to try to do like a coffee etch and then a mustard patina. So, uh, you, all right. So here, here's for the longest time, I was always against a forced patina. And and I, the reason was, unless it's Damascus, of course. But right. if if it's like, say, mono steel, I never really fully understood why anybody would want to put a patina on a knife that would wear away. Because, you know, a lot of times yeah. if you're cleaning it, scotch bright will take it off, whatever. Mm-hmm. I heard Jeff Fader explain it one time and it may it changed my mind. So what he, how he sees a forced patina, and I totally agree with this now that I've now that I understand it more, is that you're setting the stage for the lifelong patina that the knife is going to achieve mm-hmm. over the course yeah. of its life. 
because for instance, like I have a lot of knives on my uh, mono steel, high carbon knives on my rack that I use on the regular. And he's absolutely right. They get patinaed where they're being used. So right. you get one's like these. Out, yes. If you do a forced patina, it sort of blends that entire. Right. For sure. You know, look. So I'm gotcha. now in the camp where I think that if you're doing high carbon steels, you should be doing a forced patina initially just so you're setting the stage for that. And I, that was a really great way that Jeff put that because I just I was like, well, why would you do that? It, you know, why wouldn't you just let it naturally patina over time? And then, of course, until you've had a yeah, knife people, for a year or more, you don't really see yeah. it. So, right. You know, people want kinda, see boots. You know, People want boots that look worn in the day they get them. Right. You know, that's the a reason want, uh, stiff leather and yeah. The reason why I always go with a force patina now is because uh, one of the first uh, culinary knives, I, I made a Nakiri for a local person and um, she, she loved it. It was perfect. She, she wanted it to look really rustic. So I left the, the regular flat finish on it. And she used it for probably five or six months and then brought it back to me. And there's little itty bitty dots of, you know, little rusted areas. And that was specifically, you know, obviously where she was cutting, it was very well patinaed and it looked fantastic. But all of the rest of the bare metal, um, just on a humid day, it would pick up just a little bit of moisture and it would it would generate just a little fine little uh, hint of a rust. So I, I feel like, you know, putting on that forced patina allows the rest of that metal a lot the rest of that knife to you know be a little bit protected from that little bit of moisture because honestly you know it, it's it's might as well be protected from that little bit i mean of course it's yeah. it's not going to look as sexy as a nice you know shiny new blade but i mean it's high carbon it's it's what it's going to be in a year anyway so you might as well yeah. start off with that finish yep i'm with you there yeah it makes it makes what sense percent? Go ahead. Right. What percent of people that you guys encounter um, are familiar with high carbon steels versus not? You know, do you, do you find yourselves having to educate pretty heavily on that? Or, I mean, I bring it up every single time, and just, I mean, any sort of chef will already know ahead of time. Um, yeah, but you know, it, it doesn't hurt to just kind of put in there, you know, a little disclaimer. Yeah. I just yeah, I, I've heard some people say they've really had to, you know, really had to um, educate and explain, like, you know, it's not going to be your shiny Henkel's knife in the block, you know, or whatever, whatever brand they sell at Bed Bath and Beyond or whatever right. the hell it is. Yeah, I, um, I, I am out in the camp now where I'm working with more stainless steels. So because yeah. of this exact problem is where, you know, you're having to have a conversation with somebody about it and they're they're not paying attention to you and not really listening. And then, mm -hmm. you know, down the road, they're you know, they're throwing their knives in the dishwasher. They're leaving it in the sink. They're cutting a tomato or a lime or something very acidic. And then it's yeah. got a rust mark on it. And now you're reworking the knife. And, and I just I will say I love high carbon steel because I know how to take care of it. It holds an uh -huh. edge better in my opinion. Absolutely. I, you know, I just think yeah. it's, yeah. I can, I get more out of a high carbon steel knife and, but there is that headache where I feel like I have to babysit my kids 
And, you know, right. if they're using the knives, I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, if I walk into the kitchen and one of my knives is sitting in the sink, it's just like, oh, you ah, know, you know, right. I'm, yeah. And it, it definitely <laughs> does happen. And yeah. if it's happening to me, it means it's happening to my customers. So right. it's important that, you know, hey, look, let's, you know, try to, you know, make sure the people are properly educated, but also start, you know, again, AEBL is an awesome steel. It's it's an awesome yeah. stainless steel. A lot steel of times. It's easy to work with. A lot of times I'll just send uh, Craig's uh, from Chop Knives and, of course, uh, Knife Talk. Um, I'll just send that video that he made all about the high carbon seal and kind of explaining it. If if a customer has real questions about it, I'll just uh, send a link to that YouTube video because that he does a really good job on it, kind of explaining the yeah. differences. Yeah, that video is really great, and you're yeah. right about that. And then also um, having a like a little document that goes along with the knife. Yeah. And I just I just put right in there, like, if you leave any yeah. food on this, it will corrode. If you leave yeah. it in the sink, it will corrode, you know, and I, right. I highlight and make those words bold. It will okay. corrode. Uh, you yeah. know, feel free to send it back to me, but then you won't have your knife for a few weeks. But I, uh, I've uh, been handwriting that message most of the times. So I probably should put together some sort of like a uh, business card with all that information on it or something. I've, yeah, I've got a little slip I put in with a cutting board uh, usually that, you know, talks about what I put on it. And mm-hmm. then um, for a while there, I, I actually had a little, I had little plastic containers and I'd put a little bit of the like wood butter stuff in it and give them a little container, you know, because sometimes you'd ship a board somewhere and just that process of, you know, being in a hot plane or a cold plane or whatever the Mm -hmm. heck it was delivering around the country, it would dry the boards out. So they they would sometimes get to the client and they'd be, you know, they, they little lackluster. And I had a thing, you know, like, don't, you know, no cause for alarm. Don't worry. It, it'll be sexy in a minute. You know, right. just rub a little oil on it, baby. Right. <laughs> rub a little dirt on it. It'll turn out just fine. <laughs> yeah. It'll turn out just fine. Speaking of patina, real quick. Um, mm-hmm. Do you guys know who Jeremy Sears is? He's a YouTuber. That, yeah. Name rings what a bell. Happened? So He's got a big, long beard. Jeremy? Yeah, he's been around. Now he's still making content. He's doing he's doing great. He's a full time YouTuber. I think he's got over yeah. I mean three hundred thousand subs now or more. Now I mean, the, po- I don't know. I haven't the podcast. Checked. He does simple little life podcasts. Oh, or did, no 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 no. That's Jeremy. Jeremy. Sorry, that's okay. Jeremy Gerst. Yeah, yeah, that's he, gotcha. that that's okay. simple little life. So Jeremy yeah, Sears. Yeah, different Jeremy. Sorry, Jeremy, Jeremy Sears. Was- he's another Floridian like me, and uh, he's. Uh, he's his channel is really great um it's just his name jeremy sears and i think it's spelled s-i-e-r-s so s-i-e-r-s and if you go on his channel and look at um, a lot of his content it's how do i say this uh without sounding like i'm being an asshole but it's i really love his content but it's it's a lot of it is very like product oriented so he like does a lot of beard oils um you know uh there i don't know if you guys know this but there's like (laughs) a whole bunch of dudes that are like really into like maintaining their appearance which i am as well nobody take this the wrong way but there's like a lot of guys who are buying oils and creams and shavers all i'm saying is I'm one of I, those guys. I I normally what before we used to wear or before we wore masks, 
I used to put a little bit of beard oil in every morning. It just kind of makes your beard feel, you know, a little yeah. less. I got to tell you, Brian, your beard definitely, definitely You've is got one of the, the top beard, beards. That you do definitely have a really <laughs> cool beard. Golden locks. Yeah, like and, and so does Jeremy, by the way. He's got this big, long, like ZZ Top style beard. Yeah, I just and, subscribed uh, to him. Holy cow, yeah. It looks like he has a really high production setup here. I like it. Dude, his content is, yes, it's beautiful. He spends so much time doing his his stuff. And, and, and you know, he, he does whiskey reviews and knife reviews and, like, you know, all yeah. this great stuff. It, it's basically what he, if you, um, he has, like, a Tuesday segment called Man Shit Tuesdays where he just <laughs> does, like, all man stuff, cigars, you I know, that, cool. that whole thing. And um, he's got shirts out that um, they just say patina, patina, patina. And he is always pushing for, um, you know, these artisans, these makers, these people that are making handmade anything. Mm-hmm. One of his last pieces of content was all about the different grades of leather. And he interviews a guy oh, cool. out in Hawaii who makes leather wallets and leather goods, but wallets primarily. And the educational component of this, I had no idea about the different grades of leather, genuine versus top versus full versus veg tan versus all deep. It gets really deep. Is it deep? It's like ancient too. Yeah. You know, like that shit's been around since God was a boy. If you, you if you talk to someone who's at all into that type of stuff, like my, my local leather guy who makes all my sheaths, just like yeah. I can blab about knives for hours on end, he can go right Talk down the leather. rabbit hole all about that leather. It's, you, it's so interesting. It's an easy, in my opinion, it's a very easy rabbit hole to fall down into. And I damn near did. <laughs> came very close to falling into that. There, There is something about um, you get the same fix as like woodwork or metalwork because you're combining pieces, you're combining mm-hmm. materials. Like making a leather wallet is not much different than making a cabinet or a box sure. or a you know like inherently there there are so many transferable skills. The beauty and the difference is that when you're working with leather, it's clean, it's comfortable. Yes. It smells great. Mm-hmm. It looks it's usually good. smaller, you know, Chicks unless you're making it. saddles yeah. or something. Yeah. But well, yeah, yeah, right. Like you got all I, these things that bother you about the other shit, and leather just erased it. I'm like, I could, I could really get into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and just so we don't get too far on a tangent, but on that note, I think everyone should go watch Jeremy. Not that he needs it, but you yeah. should go and watch his channel because. You're not going to like everything. I mean, all his no. content goes in 10 different directions sometimes, but it's always really well organized. And, you know, but there's certain it stuff like, like he'll a, do like an, a, a review on an espresso maker, you know, stuff like that. It, it's just yeah. but he gets a lot of sponsors. And here's the thing about Jeremy. I have a ton of respect for him as a human being. And and the reason is, is because he's so transparent with his work. Mm-hmm. Um, he yeah. talks a yeah. lot about his journey with YouTube and social media and quitting his day job and doing content full time and getting sponsorships and making money because in his um, in his world on YouTube and Brian, you'll learn this the more you do YouTube is there's a, something called RPM and it's how that equates to how much money you actually make from ad revenue per thousand views. 
Okay. I am nowhere near I know thinking about that yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've got a ways to go. And, and so do I. And and here's the thing. Even with like 41,000 subscribers I have, my my RPM is, is this number is tied to each one of those views. And that RPM changes based upon the criteria of your channel. So mm-hmm. knives... Any, anything related to um, Blades, yeah. vices like knives, cigars, whiskey, guns, mm-hmm. anything really super low. Vlogging, it's like oh, yeah. it basically I, I was pays like two dollars a, a thousand views. I mean, it's like yeah. nothing. Mm-hmm. But, so in his makers, in his world, I was hit by your by your sharp things thing today. We'll talk about that next. Yeah, and and yeah. and that's the reason why because they don't want to promote yeah. people who are doing yeah, yeah, yeah. things that right. could be, yeah. you know, non-advertiser friendly. So yeah. in his world, you know, his his RPMs are really low, okay? Uh-huh. Um and there's another thing called a CPM which we'll get into in another time, mm-hmm. but but the RPM is the actual dollar amount that you get. Mm-hmm. And and so he has to leverage subscribers, advertisers. You know, he has to bring people into his channel. He has to talk with them, and they sponsor his. Yeah. Each individual video is sponsored by like a maker or whatever. Tons of respect for Jeremy. Go check him out. I think it's it would if you don't already know who he is, go look at his stuff and just and just kind of binge watch. I I really love his content. I, at some point, I'd love to get him on the podcast because he's just such a yeah. Speaking a of guy. his uh, subscribers. He is right now at 398,000 subscribers. So we need to jump him up over that 400 mark. Wow, nice. Let's now, do it. Everyone, go subscribe. Yeah. Let's let's get him over it. Come on. Yeah, if you subscribe to his channel, make sure you comment on one of his videos, send him a message and and tell him that you found him through the Work For It podcast and that you'd yeah. love to hear him on the Work For It podcast. Yes, sir. Um and he is Push close him our to way. Me. He's in St. Augustine. So yeah, he's he would be uh, he would be somebody I could maybe go and um, you know hang out with and do some cool. content with. So at some point, he seems yeah. like the kind of guy, you know, we've all had like that uncle <clears throat> or that that guy growing up that that just enjoyed life. Yes. Period. Mm-hmm. You That's know him. that 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 didn't you know that that worked and worked hard. But it was a totally different kind of work than anybody could ever comprehend, right? And and it only led to more enjoyment, not sure. more work. <laughs> yeah, you could tell he loves what he does, and that's yeah. that's the yeah. the 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 key to true success, in my opinion, is being able to do whatever you want with your time, whenever you want, and you should enjoy that time. And it's that's the true gauge for success. I mean, isn't Anyways, that what all guys, of us want to do? I mean, that's I think, that's yeah. the perfect life, right there. And how do you achieve that, Brian? What do you got to do? You work for it. You got to work for it, baby. Yes, sir. That's right. Yeah, I love it. All right. On that note, I am going to shut down the show. Thank you to all of our patrons and everyone who has been listening to the Work For It podcast. We truly, truly appreciate your support in whatever that methodology is, whether you support yeah. us on Patreon for as little as $1 a month, whether or not you buy one of these cool shop scalpels that we're making, or whether or not you just listen and share and like and subscribe to our YouTube channels, social media channels like Instagram and Facebook, and the Work For It podcast on any major plat- platform out there. Thanks again, guys. We truly appreciate you. My name is Brian House, and this has been the Work For It podcast. See y'all oh, later. Yeah. Another great See show, you guys. Later. See Goodbye. You. All right. Bye. Catch Goodbye. you up Goodbye. later. Goodbye. We'll- Goodbye.
All right, we'll see. Come on, come on, come on. Ben is going to go back to his meth lab now and continue his See you later, fuckers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.